You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. to the 1 o'clock hour here on 1700 KBGG. Trent Conn and myself with you right up until 2 o'clock as we are every Monday through Friday from noon until 2, talking local sports with you. It's a busy uh, 1 o'clock hour. Zubin Mahente will lead things off. Then we'll head to Ames, Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune. He's wrapping up his Matt Campbell press conference duties. So we'll have some time to uh, catch up with Dylan. And then Nick Athen will be here to preview Monday Night Football amongst uh, two teams. Teams that I don't want to call them reeling, but they both have lost two straight. The ch- division-leading Kansas City Chiefs and the treading water, soon to be underwater, <laughs> Denver Broncos. Uh, let's get to Zubin Mahente. Zubin, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Zubin. How are you? Treading water might be a positive term because after this, it's Philly and New England. They could be three and six easy. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot no about the upcoming no schedule. With the, yeah, that's not <laughs> not going to be easy. Hey, so when we uh, got through the first hour, we are see we're in the throes of an epic World Series, right? I mean, the first five games of this. If you if you can't get into baseball uh, into this World Series, you're never going to become a baseball fan. I think that uh, we should probably uh, all agree to that. Yet we haven't even touched on it, Zubin. There's been so much college football to talk about and to recap. You were here. You were here during the. Uh, I, w- I want to say you were here during the 2009 win season, right? Of course you were. Um, you covered Iowa State at that time. How about the story that is being written in Ames with Matt Campbell in regards to this 2017 team that is now, I think, firmly, without a doubt, resonating all the way to Bristol, Connecticut? Oh, and beyond. I mean, it's resonating all over the college football world. And I think the difference this time around, and you guys are much closer to it, this team at least, than I am. I'm just watching on TV and appreciating it, enjoying it. Um, but the real difference between, let's say, the O2 team that was made it to ninth in the country um, with Dan McCarney and then, you know, summarily got housed by Oklahoma and Texas is, um, with all due respect to that 2002 team, and it really was tremendous, and to just see the swell of excitement, nothing compared to, I think, what's going on now, but there was never a thought in my mind that that team could be Texas or that team could be Oklahoma or that team could take on one of the best teams in America it went. It was a nice start, and it was a crash-and-burn sort of finish. But never, even at their apex, even Ken, when they were a top-ten team, because like I said, they plateaued out at nine, I never really felt like they could do major damage. I think that's the difference between this team and that team. That team may have had the right number next to its name, that nine. I mean, getting a top-ten ranking for a school like Iowa State is obviously an amazing accomplishment, and I would never take anything away from that 2002 team or the, or the guys that comprised it. But I don't think a lot of people felt, even Cyclone fans, even their heart felt, like if they were taking on a top two, top three, top five team, let's call it, since this, this, this version has knocked off two top five teams, I don't think a lot of people felt like if they met two top five teams that they could win one of those games, much less win both of them. So um, while I have a lot of respect for some of the other teams that have played this well, just what this team has done. Now, of course, this team's season is yet to be written. Remember, we were talking about that team ranked ninth in the country, mm-hmm. and then by the time the season ended, they were just another Iowa State team that could have been, should have been. Um, so you want to kind of slow your roll and wait to see how this season ends. But you're essentially at bowl eligibility. You're way ahead of 
whatever his plan was. I don't know if he's spoken about what his plan was. He told me when he was here um, during our coaches visit, and he said it with absolutely uh, no hint of anything other than saying it in the most genuine way. Our goal is to win the Big 12. And, you know, I never interviewed Dan McCartney here. I never interviewed Gene Chizik or Paul Rhodes here. I can't speak for those guys. I don't know if those guys can actually tell you and look you in the eye and say, our goal is to win a Big 12 championship. He wasn't kidding when he said that to me. He just sat two feet from me. We were talking about John Walters. We were talking about Ames. We were talking about, you know, a couple of things we have in common. And he literally said, it's not a right-away goal. He didn't reference it as a 2017, 2018, put a date on it, Ken. But he said, our goal here is to win the Big 12 Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, as you, as you know, and we've been referencing the last couple of weeks, the road in some ways runs through Ames, especially with that post game uh, in Ames. So it's really interesting. But um, i got to give him credit. He told me it over in the summer. You know, man-to-man, face-to-face, you know, that's, that's the goal. That's the long-term goal here. Not to be bowl eligible or, you know, try to win our fourth bowl game or try to be 500 in the league. I, I don't want to get too thoroughly about it, but Ken – Occasionally, back in 2001, 2002, people would mock Coach McCarney, and I know Coach McCarney's not in great health these days, and I'm not saying anything about the man. The man is an incredible man, an incredible man. But sometimes, when they were struggling back before they got to that 2002 ranking of nights in the country, he would often come to a press conference. You guys might remember this. Honestly, come out and say things like, we won the second half. Yeah, he did. Like, yes, he would say things like that. We won the second half. I'm like, huh? That's a thing now? Um, but to me, I just, I just think this team embodies everything that that team was and probably is and can probably exceed it. Another team won the second half of a baseball game last night, the Houston Astros. Good segue. Down 4 nothing. Mm-hmm. Down 7 4. Kershaw still out there. This World Series, latest is always the greatest, uh, Zubin, but the theater has been unbelievable. I mean, game two was incredible. Yesterday was incredible. Um, but I think at the end of the day, what, baseball has to find a way. And I don't know how you do it because obviously when you play 162 games, I mean, there's people that think the NBA season is too long at 82 games mm-hmm. and the NHL is too long at 80 games. Ken, you may not think that on the ladder. No, but, I don't. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of people think 82 is just too long. And so obviously if you're going to 162, it seems like interminable and you're basically, you know, in a situation where – a lot of times, bullpen strategies like, let's save this guy for tomorrow. It's not critical to win tonight. So if you're ever putting together a group of games where 82 is seen as excessive, almost double it, and then talk about strategy where winning a game that night might not be the most important thing, if that's the case, why are people tuning in? Why are people going? Um, I think that's been a big issue for baseball. There's some way. I don't know how to do it. Soccer's been trying to do it forever, to try to capitalize on, let's say, a fervent run by the U.S. men's team to the quarters or the U.S. women winning the Women's World Cup. You know, soccer's been trying to take that sort of tangential moment that's just out there, that grabs the casual fan and somehow tries to suck them in to becoming more than a casual fan. I don't know how you do it. Soccer's tried it and hasn't been able to do it. Baseball's got a perfect opportunity to do it. Because I think you said it at the top, Ken, it's not even a baseball fan. If you're a sports fan and can't appreciate what's been going on between these two teams, you're just never going to have the passion for baseball, but at this particular juncture, with this sort of offense, because I know a lot of baseball purists will say a 2-1 game that's well-pitched and crisp, or let's say a 3-1 game like Game 1 of the World Series that's over in 2 hours and 28 minutes, boom, that's exactly what we need. I think games like yesterday, even though you're not going to get games like that all the time, mm-hmm. I think games like yesterday is what keeps people coming back. Now, again, a game like that, 
extend longer, tons of pitching changes. Game was over five hours long in length, and that's just a little bit too much, no matter what day of the week it is, no matter what time the game starts, even if it's in the afternoon. But if baseball can just do something, no matter how this thing ends, whether it ends in six or seven, to somehow figure out a way to take just some of the magic that they've got here. Granted, games like this are a much bigger season. The stakes are higher and the pressure is higher than a random May, June, or July day that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. But if they could somehow find a way to take this magic and sort of implement it to get more baseball fans to the park, baseball attendance is fine. Local ratings are fine. Regional ratings are really good. National ratings, not so good um, during the regular season. But if there's just one way to take some of the magic and say, hey, you really need to watch this, because these are the same guys. Uh, Altuve's out there in April, May, July, <laughs> August, right. September, too. You don't have to just pay attention to them in October. I don't know how you do it. But if there was a way to do it, baseball could not find a more optimal time to make this happen. Mm. Remember, we had to go all the way back to game two of the 2017 World Series to see <laughs> the best game we've ever seen last night was amazing. <laughs> Just amazing. Right. Hey, I want to go back to college football, Zoo, but it was the game of the week. I mean, game day was there. It wasn't on your network, the game itself. But um, but Ohio State and Penn State, I think, clearly lived up to it. And JT Barrett... You know what? Honestly, I was glad that he was able to do that in the fourth quarter. Here's a guy that, for whatever reason, um, you know, much maligned, still with the success that he's had at Ohio State. You know, I get the, the two predecessors that were there before him. He never seemed to get the love um, that, that maybe those other two guys did before him. What a game out of JT Barrett, who I think probably now is. Um, you know, not that it's the you know be all end all, but it's back in Heisman conversation again. What a game, Big Ten uh, East, and it lived up to the hype. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing with JT is that you know, I think sometimes it's obscured, and I'm not sure it's right, but you know, he was the uh, fifth place finisher in the 2014 Heisman Trophy race, um, and people don't remember that obviously because of what happened at the end of the season, and then the whole Cardale Jones situation, and which was amazing. They ended up winning the first college football playoff. I don't know if he's healthy. Do they end up winning it? I mean, Cardale is just spectacular. I mean, everybody was just getting blown out from Wisconsin. They took care of Alabama. They took care of Oregon. I don't know. Maybe they don't win the first college football playoff title if J.T. Barrett is the quarterback, as crazy as it sounds. But before he broke his ankle uh, in the Michigan game, uh, he had a spectacular season, so much so that even after he broke his ankle in that game, he still finished fifth in the Heisman Trophy voting. Now, granted, that was their last regular season game, and most people have put their ballots in. But I think sometimes that gets lost because people look back to the Oklahoma game or they look back to some of these games that Ohio State has lost and how can you lose these sort of games. You know, Kirk said it right, Kirk Herbstreit. And obviously, you know, he's the authority, I think, on Ohio State football having played there. And he just said, J.T. Barrett is going to go down as probably the most decorated quarterback in Ohio State. He's not going to have a Heisman. He's not going to be Troy Smith. He's not going to be somebody like that. He might, not have a, he, might, he might not even be the starter on a title team like, let's say, Craig Krenzel was. But if you take a look at the amount of starts, yards, total wins, and I know at a school like Ohio State are defined by title, so in some strange way, Cardale Jones, who had a handful of games, will go down as a more impactful player, which seems kind of crazy, but at the end of the day, it is about titles. Mm-hmm. But in terms of total body of work, starts, yards, things that he was able to do, even Kirk says this is one of the most decorated quarterbacks in school history, and I think if we just did a list, guys, it would take a while, honestly, just an anecdotal list, it would take a while for people to get to J.T. Barrett, because to your point, Ken, people are much more likely to point out his shortcomings than all of the things 
uh, that he has done. But I just go back to that 2014 season. Had he just stayed healthy, mm-hmm. how different would this be? Uh, how different point. would this be? Excellent point. Zubin, we will catch up with you next week. Thank you. Appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Take care. Thank you, Zubin Mahente, ESPN, as we go around the world of sports with Zubin. Um, remember Game Two? Yes. Remember the, the remember the terms that we were throwing around for the Game Two and the you know the eleventh inning walk off home run and oh my God, can you believe how good that Game Two was on the heels of a two hour and twenty eight minute and then Game Five rolls around. <laughs> And I, and I think probably elbowed it. Oh, I didn't get there. I'll be honest. I saw eleven thirty, maybe eleven thirty-five. Yeah, and I, I didn't fall. Asleep. I I turned the television off because I was just couldn't stay awake. Couldn't do it. Could not do it. I was struggling after uh, a Hats weekend off in to Iowa you City for making it. And it was eyes heavy, and I'd have the remote, and I'd kind of all right, maybe a couple more uh, buttons up on the volume. Right. And I was nodding back and forth, but uh, yeah, two on, hit comes up. And instantly, power off to Medico. <laughs> Trent, it was 4 nothing for Los Angeles, yes. and Clayton Kershaw's on the hill. And, oh, by the way, Kenley Jansen's still a member of the Dodgers, and so is everybody else in that bullpen. It's over. It's over. Oh, no, 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 that's not over. Then 7-4. 7-4, right. Then it's over. And, and then and and you get and two then, outs. Right. And then Houston's got big leads yes. and can't hold them. <laughs> now, I can understand that. We're talking about Houston's bullpen, after all. Still. Oh, what a series. 13-12 final. 13-12 final. Five hours and 17 minutes of baseball last night. Beat Sunday night football. Oh, I didn't it see that. beat it convincing, like 12.8 to 9.8 or something. That's where convincing. I was. Convincing. I was baseball most Talk of the time. Talk about the Steelers. Right, right. And, and their national following. And a decent game. It wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't a blowout by any means. Oh, my God. What a, what a, there's two games left. Hopefully. Well, hopefully, right? Hopefully. And Verlander takes the ball tomorrow. Yes. So this might be it tomorrow. I mean, if his season continues the way it has, he's lost. 120, 130 pitches. You can count on that. Yeah. Well, at least I'm glad both bullpens get the day off. I'm not sure that's going to help Houston. It'll help Morrow, et cetera, with the the Dodge. What a great, great World Series. Honestly, if you're not into it, you're never going to like baseball. Right. Never. Yeah. It's it's completely different than regular season. Yep. If you enjoy sports, but baseball for whatever reasons kind of moved to the back seat, give it a look. Right. I think you might enjoy it. Well, and even and I'm a baseball fan, but it does to me in September, right? Because football mm-hmm. elbows its way in. Yeah. But this is why this is why to me, and it's not even close. I know we're going to argue uh, March is better. No, it's not. <laughs> we argued that with Cappy, and he kept coming up with events that happened in April. <laughs> Masters. The Masters, the National Championship of College Basketball, the Derby's around. Well, that's May. <laughs> October is just on an island by itself for me. It is such a great sports month. We get it tomorrow again. We do. And then we uh, get a Game 7? I hope so. Wednesday night. I know that Max, and there's, there's, there's football, right. college football. but On Halloween night. Well, tonight's beggar's night, Nankin. What is it for you? It's same. What is going on? You've lived in this town for 25 oh, years? Yeah. No. Well, when did I move here? 89. Longer than that. With the exception that. of Denver and one year in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. I've been here almost a decade now. I still don't get it. I don't either. I, <laughs> I don't get it I either. don't get it. Now, will you have a bunch of kids tonight? Yeah, we'll have some. Uh, we'll be also, I think we're just going to hit the immediate neighbors with Ella. Yeah. We were out at, at church. We had trunk or treat. We What's decorated that? our car. 
and the church brings a bunch of candy. We bring oh, candy. Oh, and they, th- they and throw yeah. it in the trunk? Yeah. and then it's come, a decent idea. So it was fun. She's dressed up as a little troll. It's her favorite movie. Yeah. And then we decorated our trunk with the troll. So we did that. There was so not like an online troll, right? No, no, different kind <laughs> of troll. Different kind of troll that you know about on Twitter and things like that. And, uh, yeah, so we don't have to hit it real hard. To, plus, it's going to be cold. Really cold. Really cold. Today. I think last year we had four. The year before that, we had none. The year before that, maybe we had six. So I'm. Well, you don't turn on the light. Oh, no, no, I oh, do. You do. I love you, it. Oh, you do? Absolutely. I figured you'd be a little curmudgeon. No, no, light take, off. Leave me alone. Take as much as you want. All right. I love Dig it. Dig in there, grab a few. But, um, yeah, I think everybody else on our street leaves the lights uh, off. Oh, good. That, <laughs> that's a little problem. Yeah, it is. Anyways, we'll come back with Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. We'll go inside. Uh, well, we'll, we'll Recap again the TCU win. Uh, we'll uh, get the latest from Matt Cabell's press conference that happened within the last couple of hours. We'll try and make sure that his flight does not interfere with our with his appearance with us on Friday as he gets set to head to Morgantown. I'm guessing through Pittsburgh, right? Got to be. Got to be. Yes. Uh, we'll talk to Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. He joins us next. Uh, still to come, Nick Athen on the Chiefs and the Broncos. Monday night football. Chiefs all season long. Home and away right here on your home for Kansas City Chiefs. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KPGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football. 1700 KPGG. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.05%. But choosing the right mortgage lender means choosing more than just a rate. Does calling the company with 11 J.D. Power Awards for client service matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most innovative technology, matter? If working with America's number one online lender matters to you, call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. When you choose Ankeny Towing for your 24-hour towing and roadside assistance needs, you'll get the fast service you need from their courteous and reliable team. From towing for cars and motorcycles to accident recovery, jump starts, lockouts, fuel delivery, tire changes, and more, you'll get superior service from Ankeny Towing. Ankeny Towing is the preferred towing provider for most insurance companies. They're on call 24-7. Program 515-964-9816 into your phone now for Ankeny Towing. That's 515-964-9816. Ankeny Towing, your reliable towing. When you're hungry for great food, a tasty cocktail, or a good glass of wine, a friendly atmosphere and fast attentive service, remember Jesse's Embers at 3301 Ingersoll Avenue. Open Monday through Saturday for dinner and Monday through Friday for lunch beginning at 11 a.m. Jesse serves just about everything, including some of the best steaks you've ever tasted. Cooked on an open grill, located right inside. The smells are fabulous. And Marty or Dina stop to check on your meal and the bartenders, well, they're on your side. Jesse's Embers on Ingersoll just west of 31st Street. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with an 11% rebate on everything. Whether it's a new roof or a new fire pit, you'll get an 11% rebate on all of it. The bigger the project, 
the bigger the savings. There's no limit to how much you can save now during the 11% rebate sale at Menards. Good through November 4th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and I with you Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Uh, Nick Athen on the Kansas City Chiefs coming up in about 15 minutes. We'll preview Monday Night Football. Uh, one of these teams will fall for the third straight time. The uh, division-leading Kansas City Chiefs hosting the uh, Denver Broncos. Right now, let's head up to Ames. He was... Uh, in the room for the Matt Campbell press conference in the press conf- in the press box for TCU and Iowa State this past Saturday. He covers Iowa State after all for the Ames Tribune. He's Dylan Mons and he joins us. Dylan Trenton Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Doing pretty well, guys. You? Uh, doing fine. Um, injuries first before we kind of recap it and look ahead to West Virginia. Uh, I guess the big one um, would, would be Ray Lima. Meeker left as well, but Lima certainly playing such a massive, massive role. Uh, of the two, it sounds that the, that the Lima is way more encouraging uh, than the right tackle Bryce Meeker, who sounds as though he's going to miss some time. Yeah, Ray Lima just dealt with back spasms. Uh, missed most of the fourth quarter on Saturday against TCU. He practiced yesterday, so that sounds encouraging, and Matt Campbell thinks he'll be fine moving forward. And and like you mentioned, with Bryce Meeker, that could potentially be a big one for them. He left the game really early in the third quarter with what looked to be a knee injury. Uh, Matt Campbell said uh, upon inspection 
it doesn't look like anything ACL related, which is encouraging, but it's something that sounds like it's going to keep him out for uh, a length of time, a decent length of time. So they're going to have to turn to Sean Foster, who has come in and played well as, just as a retro freshman. He started the game earlier this year, um, but now he's kind of uh, the lone dog there at right tackle. So uh, they're kind of in a, uh, a, a interesting spot a little bit because uh, you look beyond him, and then they have to kind of pull from the ranks of some of the younger guys or guys that haven't gotten as many reps this season. So the Meeker loss is significant, and you know Matt Campbell didn't rule out him coming back at some point this year, but just is kind of unsure about what that could be. Well, with all the positives, I guess the run blocking is still something that is concerning uh, for the Cyclone team. What more can be done? We saw a season ago Tom Manning kind of built that offensive line, That's and by the end point. of the year, yep. they were really good. Haven't seen that same push forward, I guess, this season. What still more is out there, and, and they're trying to build to to get to an offensive line that can also run block as well as they're doing pass blocking? Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing that's concerning with the offense because they aren't really able to have as much balance with the, the straight-up running game as they have with with the passing game with uh, you know all the playmakers they have on the outside. And I think they've been able to get around that at times by doing those short throws to Montgomery out the flat or you know if you send him on a slant, sometimes you can get him the ball that way. Um, so they've gotten around it at times, but I don't know really what they could do more with, with this group right now. It's getting to be the point in the season where you kind of are what you are, you have your identity. So I think it's just going to be a thing that Iowa State isn't able to do as well. Montgomery is stable, still able to get some yards just because that's the kind of running back he is. He, uh, if he did it again on Saturday, it looked like he, he was going to be down on the left sideline and um, puts his hand down and kind of keeps moving forward somehow. It's kind of... Um, you know, still pretty amazing what he's able to mm-hmm. able, excuse me, able to do. But um, I, 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 yeah, I don't know if there's a way they can kind of get around some of the the, the issues they have just at this point in the season. Mm. Everett Edwards, um, the, the the cramp that uh, unfortunately he was stricken with at the at the best of times. Um, you look at that. That's one of the you know nobody likes to see it in college football, right? That the, the, the gamesmanship, and it is gamesmanship. Um, do you think that the coaching staff, because Everett's you know credited his Duke education, he's a Duke grad, graduate transfer, uh, called it the play of the game. He was having fun on social media. I, I understand that. Do you think he was talked to about you know if you're going to do that, don't make it so blatant that what you got away with uh, was what you were attempting to do? Was was, uh, was anything said about that, Dylan? Uh, n- nothing really in the aftermath, but it, it it is kind of funny. You go back and watch the video, and it's pretty obvious what he was trying to do there. Um, you know, and I would say honestly, can, it was kind of fortunate that they wouldn't get flagged for something like that because I know that can't happen. Um, you know, but it it was at a, a crucial time in the game because you know the the they get a penalty there, the moves TCU up a little more, and maybe they don't throw it. Maybe, maybe they, they don't throw kind of, it. Yep. Maybe maybe they give the ball to Hicks or to Anderson or. Or maybe Kenny Hill keeps it, and Brian Peavy doesn't have that that seventy yard return to the other side of the field that that kind of staves off another uh, TCU score. So it, it was a big point in the game, um, you know. And it, it is a little bit of gamesmanship, but something, yeah, certainly you don't want it to be as obvious as, as maybe that was. So uh, have you started to get out the pen and paper and figure out Dylan tie-breaking procedures to get to the <laughs> Big Twelve championship game? Yeah, uh, um, it's right now. It's it's pretty cut and dry. You know, they have a tiebreaker over TCU in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this opportunity against West Virginia, they 
I, I'm not sure how it would affect tiebreakers, really. I mean, I, obviously, you went out, and you know that it kind of takes care of mm-hmm. care of itself. But um, um, West Virginia is a, another game back in the Big Twelve race, so that it kind of depends on how they would do later in the year if you were to lose to them. But you you lose to them, you beat Oklahoma State. It's pretty, um, you know, I think it's pretty well out there what they would have. They would have the uh, the tiebreakers over the top three other teams in the league. So it would put them in a good spot. And in the Big 12, there there aren't any divisions, so you just need one of those top two spots. And it's kind of, um, yeah, it would be an interesting thing. I, I haven't really gotten out to do much calculation right now, but this week certainly will tell us a lot about uh, what could be out there for them. Uh, Dylan Moss from the Ames Tribune. Dylan, we're seeing um, less and less of the land ram package uh, inserted into inserted into the offense when he did come in this week he appeared to hit hurt his i don't know if it was his left shoulder if it was a stinger he was clearly favoring his left arm knowing how important he is to that defense as the middle linebacker that coupled with the uh the the fact that kyle kemp continues to move forward might the we be seeing less and less of Landram as the season moves into its final month yeah, probably so. I think uh, they would just be content to have Kyle Kemp kind of throw it around or, or just give the ball to Montgomery and kind of let Lanning, because as you said, he is such a crucial piece to that defense. They don't want to throw too much onto his plate. They want to make sure he stays healthy through this 12-game stretch and whatever else they have after that. Um, but And a lot of that has to do, I think, um, maybe some of that usage has to do with the teams they're playing. Texas Tech is a little bit more improved up front than they were in the past. And then TCU, obviously, with their defense, um, they, they made some pretty uh, pretty good adjustments in the second half and were able to kind of take care of some things. I don't think you will probably see it as much. It'll, it'll be still maybe some of those special special situations, and maybe he'll come in and actually throw a ball. I, I, who knows? But, um, yeah, they really are mindful of, of what he is to the defense and, and want to make sure that he's available for that group, too. Well, another uh, good team on the dock of this one on the road, West Virginia. Kind of how you expect West Virginia to be under Dana. Good offensively, can score points, and pretty bad defensively. So, uh, app comparison there for the Mountaineers? Yeah, I think so. They're a little bit... I don't want to say they're the total opposite of Iowa State, but they're a little bit uh, opposite in certain aspects. They're they're a little bit more undisciplined um, than than some of the teams Iowa State has faced certainly recently. Um, and Iowa State, that's kind of what it has thrived off of is being disciplined and not committing penalties or, or having turnovers. But I think it, it is a matchup that that could serve Iowa State well because uh, you know, the offense has struggled at times the last couple of weeks. But if you're going against a defense like West Virginia's, which is, is kind of regressed in some areas. Maybe you can take more advantages of, of some of the matchups at wide receiver that you have. And then the way Iowa State's defense has been playing, um, you, you don't want to say they, they'll you know completely shut down West Virginia, but I think there's a big opportunity for that group to kind of continue what it's been able to, to give and help lift Iowa State really in these last few games. So, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup because they do do some different things, but... Um, you know, going on the road, you always kind of wonder what factor that plays into it. So it'll be a fun game to watch, I think. And I, and I like the fact that, yes, they, they knocked off TCU, uh, etc. I thought for the first time all year, 
Now, let me put it this way, Dylan. I thought that this was maybe their worst tackling game, the defense, this year. There seemed to be more missed tackles out of this uh, this past Saturday than we've seen any of the previous weeks. So, yes, it was great that you know that it was a, a terrific win, and they didn't give up a point defensively. It was a special teams touchdown. Yet at the same time, there's some stuff that Haycock and company can you know can uh, it, you know insert or get to these kids and tell them. You know, you, we got some work to do here. Yeah, you shut out TCU, but let's not get carried away. You guys missed a, a lot of tackles. Yeah, I think that's probably the the thing that's most encouraging for them right now, and especially I'm sure it's really good for the coaches to be able to point to that. Matt Campbell said in the post game in the locker room and in the press conference that that wasn't their best football that they played on Saturday, and that's got to, um, you know, there's concerns with that, but I think that's also probably a good feeling that there's all there's things that you can be cleaned up. And then just from a mentality standpoint, from a psyche standpoint, Matt Campbell can talk about that to the group. And, you know, as, as good as the things they've done this season are, um, you know, there's a lot of things you can point to and say, we need to do this better, we need to do this better. Um, it really kind of keeps everybody uh, a little bit more focused in and sharp and not really getting caught up in, in whatever else is happening around the program with some of the national attention they've got. So I think it's, it's um, you know, still some concerns a little bit, uh, some mild concerns, but uh, a lot of good teaching moments, and I think that's the thing Campbell likes the most about it. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. Read him at amestrib.com. Thank you, Dylan. Appreciate you coming on. We'll talk to you on Fridays. We'll get our last look at Iowa State and West Virginia. Thanks, Dylan. Have a great week. Yeah, thanks, guys. You too. Appreciate it. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. As we uh, recap, TCU... ISU. It's one thing to be first in the standings, as they are, tied for mm-hmm. first. ESPN, Jake Trotter comes out with his power rankings, and Iowa State's at the top of that. Are they really? As they should be. Yeah, look, they beat Oklahoma and TCU. <laughs> right. And, and it's still, it's wild to see it. It's crazy. It's November, Trent. <laughs> well, not technically, but you know what I mean. It will be November the next right. time they play, and we didn't ask Dylan a basketball question. Oh, how it's, different Cyclone Athletics nuts, is. Right? Is that's a great? I mean, usually that conversation has turned to the beginning of October for crying absolutely, out loud. Absolutely, uh, we'll take a timeout. We will preview the Chiefs and the Broncos Monday Night Football. You know the other thing about Iowa State too, just real quick, and then we're finding bones to pick here. Yeah, they just knock off TCU. Garrett Owens, you can't miss those. No, this was a chippy too, and, and I don't get it, Trent. The the, the the when it left his foot, I thought it was right down the middle, and. Was it Tom Luganbill who was on the sidelines doing the? Uh, yeah. I think it was. He mentioned no, guys. It wasn't wind. There was very light winds, a very light breeze at the time, and that thing just took a hard right it's for like, whatever reason. It's like my golf shot. It kind of is like a yeah, right, a slice. Yeah. Um, but boy, you, you, when you the margin of error, at least you would think, is going to be you know razor sharp, razor thin, mm-hmm. right? You got it when you have those opportunities to go up two scores against yes. TCU. Yep. I thought, you know what, this is going to come back and bite him. This is the one that, yeah. all right, here it comes. Yeah. And but, he had this kind of history last year in his before he left Oregon State. This is the kind of, you know, when you take a look at the his numbers, uh, and he'd been really good up until this point. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and maybe this was just got the one bad run out of his system, and he'll go on and be perfect from here on out. We'll take a timeout. Uh, we'll get into Monday Night Football. You can hear the game here, as you can hear every Monday Night game, every Chiefs game, home and away, Sunday Night Football, on your home for the NFL, 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Cap is back. 
Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Enjoy a spicy kick of south-of-the-border flavor with the authentic Mexican food at El Fogon in West Des Moines. Their family-owned and operated restaurant serves authentic Mexican food like tacos, enchiladas, fajitas, and much more. All El Fogon items, including their delicious tortillas, are made fresh daily using the best ingredients and produce. You can come in for a delicious meal at lunch, dinner, or just stop in for a drink at El Fogon's spectacular bar serving top-shelf margaritas, domestic and Mexican beer, mixed drinks, wines, and other refreshing beverages. Enjoy a dining experience that gives you the true flavors of Mexican cuisine and culture. El Fogon, just south of I-235 and 8th Street exit, where a new tortilla is born every day. El Fugon is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of El Fugon gift certificates for only $25. There's a limited number, and they're sure to go fast, so get yours Friday morning at 9 at 1700kbgg.com. El Fugon, just south of I-235 and 8th Street exit, where a new tortilla is born every day. When you're hiring, you want qualified candidates fast, and it can be hard to know where to find them. More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, Indeed helps you find great talent and make the right hire. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job. Redeem this offer at Indeed.com slash promo. That's Indeed.com slash promo. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Restore lost fuel economy and eliminate rough idle with Lucas Fuel Injector Cleaner. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, buy two bottles of Lucas Fuel Injector Cleaner and get one free. Clean clogged injectors and increase fuel efficiency with Lucas Fuel Injector Cleaner. Buy two, get one free at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you're a pro, you don't buy a little of this or that. You buy a lot of this or that. And at the Home Depot, you save even more. Save up to 15% in bulk discounts on select pro-grade products from top brands like 3M, Loctite, and Liquid Nails. As a pro, you work hard for your money. You shouldn't have to work hard to save it. Up to 15% in bulk discounts on select pro-grade products. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. See store for details. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. 
Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. The holidays are around the corner, a merry time filled with family traditions and festive celebrations. But it's a hard season for those who have recently lost a loved one. You can help. Manda the Panda needs donations for its cheer box program, which delivers a box of gifts to families experiencing their first holiday season after the death of a loved one. Visit amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS for a list of needed items and to learn more. That's amandathepanda.org. Show 1700 KBGG Monday Night Football right here tonight. You'll hear Mitch Holtus. He's got the call of the Chiefs as they host the Denver Broncos in a division, Trent Condon, that maybe not as good as we certainly thought was going to be. If the Broncos fall tonight, and I believe they will, everybody with the exception of the Chiefs will be below 500. How about that? Yes, uh, probably didn't envision that. No, I don't think we did either. Uh, let's get Nick Athen in here. He's the Chiefs insider on Twitter, and you can uh, follow him, and you can listen to him right here as we take a quick preview at Monday Night Football. Uh, thanks for coming on, Nick. Uh, Trent and Ken, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. How about yourself? Doing fine. Uh, follow up on the division itself, if you will, Nick. Uh, a division we all thought was maybe the best in the NFL Raiders are three and five. Chargers are three and five. Denver's probably going to be three and four after tonight. Um, the right. three other teams, not named Kansas City, will all be below five hundred. I think the Chargers might be playing the second best football in that division right now. But uh, maybe the AFC West not as good as we thought. Yeah, you know the Chargers actually are probably the second best team. I agree, and quite honestly. Uh, but their, their coaching is just local, and uh, that that's what's killing them right now. Obviously, a young head coach, but uh, you know, kind of similar in, in Denver too. You know, it's it's kind of a situation where you got another young coach in there, you got an experienced offensive coordinator who's been a head coach, but they're not meshing yet. And then you look at the Raiders. I mean, it's Jack Del Rio. I don't have to say anything else. And unfortunately, in the division, the Chiefs have the best coaching staff outside of the defensive coordinator. Well, and a, a yeah, little. You're not a fan. <laughs> a little bit. Of good, I am not a fan of Bob Sutton. A little bit of good news on that defensive side of the football, as Stephen Nelson yep. will be back out there. Uh, we've seen uh, plenty of big plays given up out of uh, the guys outside of Marcus Peters, uh, both on the nickel right. and the other side. So, how big of a boost is this? And, and tell us a little bit more about Stephen Nelson. What the expectation level for him? Maybe snap count in game one. Well, he better be a superstar. That's all I got to say. He. <laughs> He did not play well last year. He played well his rookie season, but he didn't play well last year. However, he had the best best training camp, I think, of any of the quarterbacks, including Marcus Peters, until he got his injury. I uh, listen, anything that puts Philip Gaines on the bench, I'm good with. You know, not to pick on Philip, but he's just overmatched right now at the NFL level. You know, Peters is a high energy guy. He's got speed. He's got good closing speed. You know, I thought potentially he could always be a starter. Um, I think you put him in the slot, you could keep Mitchell on the outside because Mitchell at least plays physical football. Uh, he may not have the, the overall talent that you want 
you know, this is a shot in the arm, and this is like getting a, you know, a brand new toy for the Chiefs defense, and, and they need it. And they also need Tom Bahali, and they need Dottie Nackles back as well, too, to, to help with the pass rush. So um, this, this is a good first step for Kansas City uh, defensively, and, and I think Nelson probably gets about, you know, uh, you know, maybe half the defensive snaps uh, in the nickel package. I'm sure they're going to break him in because they got another big game on Sunday against the Cowboys. Mm, yeah, that is a big spot, no doubt. Uh, Justin Houston uh, missed a lot of practice this past week. That knee is kind of acting up a little bit on, on him, Nick. Yep. Is he going to play? And if so, um, how big of a concern going forward is this knee that all of a sudden, I mean, we're halfway through the season and uh, and it's popping up again? Yeah, you know, if I'm the Chiefs, I probably don't play him tonight. I think I'd just rest him and get him ready for Dallas. Then you got the bye week, and if they're really concerned about it, I simply just wouldn't play him the next two weeks. I'd just wait till after the bye week to get him back on the field. I mean, this knee is troubling. I think this knee is going to be an issue for the rest of his career. Um, clearly, the, he, he keeps he keeps aggravating it. He's had multiple surgeries. Um, you know, they're not using him in past situations. They're putting him and dropping back in coverage to win it. You know the, the wear and tear on his knees. So that that that's a pretty big sign right there. When your best pass rusher and all around best player isn't going after the quarterback, um, that that tells me he's not 100. percent So you know they don't need Justin Houston to win this game tonight. I'm not too concerned about Simeon as their starting quarterback. You know unless the Broncos defense just suddenly you know shuts down Kansas City completely and does the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know then it's a different situation. But I'm concerned about it. And if I'm the Chiefs. I don't play in the next few games. I, they're going to win the division. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any chance the Chiefs are going to lose this division. Nor do I. They're going to win it, and now it's about seeding. Um, and listen, if Justin Houston needs three to four weeks off, you know what? They just better give it to him because they're going to need him to be a real linebacker and not a pass coverage linebacker. You know, getting into the postseason. Well, another area of concern is up front that offensive line over on the other side of the football. Been so binged up. Fisher's been dinged up. Interior has had all mm-hmm. kinds of problems there. And, and yep. as you mentioned, you know, health is going to be a concern. Is this just going to be kind of what it is throughout the season? Or is there a chance that they can cobble something together and by the time we get to the playoffs, that offensive line is at least relatively healthy for an offensive line in football? Well, I think they're going to be okay. Mitch Morse is probably going to come back tonight. Um, you know, Paul Inger, you know, should be the starting left guard over Wittsman. He's been practicing for three weeks. He's probably good to go. I don't know if they'll play him tonight, but I'm certainly think by Dallas. If not, you know, they'll wait till after the bye week and they'll get him out there. But I think if Morris comes back and, and Duvernay Tarney, who practice was limited this week, I doubt he plays tonight. I think they're going to give Cameron Irving one more shot to prove that he can be a, an NFL guard. Um, and, but, but, you know, after the bye week, I think this, the five guys in the offensive line are going to be the five guys that were there last year that played well um, in stretches. And I think you know, the goal for Andy Reid is to get that offensive line cohesive and ready for the postseason. Uh, because, you know, obviously the Chiefs winning, you know, leading the division so far, and if they win tonight, it's pretty much out of reach for everybody else, like I said. And right now it's a matter of, okay, like you said, Trent, get the five guys ready to go for the postseason, whatever it takes. A lot of guys will get an experience right now who can fill in, in a, you know, for a snap or a series if they, if they need to take a break with somebody. So yeah, these are these are actually good problems for the Chiefs to have, but, I expect the offensive line in the second half of the season to be a lot better than it is in the first half. And if that happens, there's not a defense out there, including Pittsburgh, that's going to be able to stop the Chiefs 
offense from scoring 35 or 40 points. You know Jamal Charles is going to want to have his best game of the year. I, I'm not sure he's got a lot left, uh, Nick. I know that they, you mm-hmm. know, Denver's not giving up on him by any means, but this doesn't right. look like the same guy that just terrorized the AFC West as a member of the Chiefs for so long. So a two-part question. What kind of game do you think Charles is going to have tonight? And then when you look back at the last couple of decades of Kansas City Chiefs football, how important was Jamal Charles? Uh, and then look, they didn't have a ton of success. There's no Super Bowl to, you know, to look back on. But how do you remember Jamal Charles in his heyday with the Chiefs? And what do you think he does tonight? Well, I mean, you know, I'm not expecting a huge game out of Charles. I mean, you know, his heart still bleeds red, and he's still a Kansas City and, and he, he didn't want to leave, and, and he could have stayed, trust me, if he wanted to. Uh, but, but, you know, at the end of the day, it was a business decision because he felt he'd get a better chance. But, you know, maybe 60, 65 yards, 70. I mean, he doesn't have the breakaway speed. I mean, he still can cut back a little bit, but, but those knees aren't sound, either one of them. And, you know, this is clearly, in my opinion, the last year, he plays in the National Football League, and he had a brilliant yeah. career in Kansas City. Yep. And, and, I mean, I, Sir Charles was one of the greatest running backs for a period of time you know, this franchise has ever seen. And he's up there with Priest Holmes and Joe Delaney and uh, and Barry Word and Christian Okoye and, you know, a host of others. And probably, you know, Hunt Pony. when his career is all, all said and done. Yeah, that too. So uh, Ed Podolak was, yep. oh, man, we could spend a whole show on just talking about Ed Podolak. <laughs> In my view, he was he was one of the best ever. And there's a whole nother show about some other things with Pody <laughs> throughout the years. Yeah. Hey, last thing for me here uh, for you, Nick, I'll let Ken finish up. You know, as you look at it, you sound very confident about tonight. Ken, a Broncos fan, seems very... I'm resigned to the fact Denver stinks. It, it, it's, you got, but yep. Why do I have the sneaking suspicion fourth quarter this is going to be tighter than maybe either of you guys think? No, I, I, I actually was on a radio show earlier today, and I said this is going to be a... This is going to be a seven, eight point game in the fourth quarter, you know, before the Chiefs do what they normally do and put a couple of touchdowns in late to, to, to make it look a lot closer. I, you know, these teams always play each other relatively tight. They're always close games. You know, I, I think that's going to be the way it is with every game in the AFC West this year because, you know, even though the Chiefs are the best team, I mean, look what the Raiders did. You know, look what the Chargers have done at times. Look what the Broncos have done at times. But within the division itself, it's not like you're seeing these massive blowouts and, these teams just know each other well, and let's 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 be honest. Denver has the best defense in the National Football League, and it's not even close, in my opinion. So uh, you know they're 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 going to create some problems for the Chiefs if they take Hill out and they take Kelsey out and they shut the run down, which they're capable of doing. I mean, they're, they're the best in the NFL at doing it. Then yeah, this is this is a game in the fourth quarter. The best chance the Chiefs have is to is to put up twenty one or twenty four points, you know, as quickly as possible in the first two quarters and. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll see Patrick Mahomes tonight. Hmm. Great great stuff, Nick. We will uh, talk to you on Friday as we get an opportunity to preview the Chiefs and the Cowboys before they hit their bye. Thank you, Nick Athen. All right, thanks. Good to talk to you. Nick Athen, you can follow him on Twitter, at Chiefs Insider, at Chiefs Insider on football. They look to become one of three teams, Trent, that will be 6-2 and in the AFC. The Patriots, who they have the tiebreaker over, yep. and the Steelers, who they don't have the tiebreaker right. over, as the Steelers turn their season around potentially when they went into Arrowhead. Do we get Pittsburgh, New England this year? Well, it seems like we do every year. Right, if we don't right. get it during the regular season, we know we're going to darn well see it in the. Uh, no, I don't think we do. Okay. I mean, in fact, you know what? Real quick, let me click on. Yes, we do. I stand nice. corrected. Seventeenth uh, of December. 
scheduled for uh, the late afternoon window on CBS. That smells like a flex to me. I don't know what yes, they have yeah. uh, up against. But, yeah, there's the answer to your question. Patriots Steelers do play on the 17th of December. What week is that? 14? No. 16? 15? 14, 13. 13. What What would you say? 14. What? December? 17th. 17th. Week 15. Week 15. Right now, the sorry, sorry. Sunday night game is... Cowboys at Raiders. You got to flex. Uh, yeah, the especially, Raiders aren't holding up their end of the right. bargain. Right. And especially if it is for the number AFCC, one or a bye. Right. Yeah. You got to flex into that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's probably going to happen. But does CBS protect that one? Well, they have that right. They can do. They can protect so many games, and they have to do so far in advance. So we shall see. What do you feel about the game? So you really think it's close tonight? I do, yeah. Would you take the what's the number? Is it seven and a half? Seven, seven, pretty much across the board. Hmm. If seven and a half, I'd be a lot happier with, but yeah, sure, because I see it 2017, 23 16, you know, something like that. I don't think the Chiefs are going to run away and hide. No, I think while well, Denver has to get the running game going, if they mm-hmm. get the running game going, they've got a puncher's chance, but they haven't been able to do that. That pass rush was so bad, well, a week and a half ago now for Kansas City. You have Simeon, even though Simeon has issues. Time, yeah. he's still a guy that can... Well, if you give him time and yeah. if you can mix in the run and get that play action going, maybe. I'm not sure if Sanders is going to play. Emmanuel Sanders is iffy, um, and he's such a threat. Him along yeah. with Demarius Thomas when they're both in the game. I don't know. Maybe A.J. Derby has a game yeah. tonight. He might. Denver's defense... Keeps like, them... Gives you a chance every Is time. Alex Smith going to be able to do damage through the air? I don't think so. I mean, that no-fly zone is legit. It is. You know, Tlaib and company back there, they are absolutely legit. Chris Harris, Bradley Roby, both safeties. You don't see them giving up big plays. Not very often. And that's how the Chiefs have been scoring, on the mm-hmm. big plays. I like the Broncos tonight. Yeah. I like watching Tyreek Hill run. I hope he doesn't get loose tonight. (laughs) This one night I wouldn't He can do it another time, not tonight. Absolutely. What do you and Jimmy B have today, 4-6? to Uh, We'll be talking some more NFL. Sean Tomlinson will be by trying to track down Alex Halstead on the Cyclones. Mark Simon from ESPN as we'll talk some World Series and get ready for tomorrow night on that one. I'll look back at last night. And Wolfgang will be here as well. Try and get him to stop saying we. We. I know. It's it's a bad habit. I give him a hard time. Bad (laughs) habit. Says it gotta, every sentence. Got to move past it. You have to. Yeah. Uh, no question about it. Well, you know what? I'm going to count the. Well, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to do that. You do it for me. Okay. Me okay. Uh, we're back tomorrow from noon until two, uh, as we are Monday through Friday, each and every Monday through Friday, talking local sports with you. It's the Ken Miller Show. We'll talk to you tomorrow on 1700 KBGG. The Kansas City Chiefs play here. 1700 KBGG. If you're sick and tired of the same old delivery options, I have an idea for you. It's Food Dudes Delivery. Food Dudes Delivery delivers for restaurants that normally don't deliver food. And with over 50 restaurants across the metro, Food Dudes Delivery can find whatever you're craving. And for listeners of Jimmy B and TC, $2 off any order of $20 or more. Just use the coupon code JBTC. That's JBTC for 2 bucks off your next order of $20 or more. Food Dudes Delivery. Online, Food Dudes Delivery. 
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. With 20% back in rewards on color copies from Staples, you can run your business with confidence. The confidence to leave behind presentations that customers will read, not recycle. The confidence to produce color manuals that'll keep your business in the black. The confidence that your financial forecast will no longer be partly cloudy. Show off your business in full color for less at Staples. Now get 20% back in rewards on color presentations, manuals, and copies. Staples, it's pro time. Visit staples.com slash 20 color. Expires 11-4-17. Exclusion supply. When you choose Ankeny Towing for your 24-hour towing and roadside assistance needs, you'll get the fast service you need from their courteous and reliable team. From towing for cars and motorcycles to accident recovery, jump starts, lockouts, fuel delivery, tire changes, and more, you'll get superior service from Ankeny Towing. Ankeny Towing is the preferred towing provider for most insurance companies. They're on call 24-7. Program 515-964-9816 into your phone now for Ankeny Towing. That's 515-964-9816. Ankeny Towing, your reliable towing need a new heating system let the home depot do it for you our licensed professionals will do the job right and now get up to sixteen hundred dollars via online rebate when you purchase and install a new heating and cooling system through the home depot call 1-800-HOME-DEPOT or visit homedepot.com hvac to get started valid on in-home sales between october 19th and november 15th and installations completed and paid in full by december 15th 2017 License number BC147263. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. You don't.